0: It's playoff time, baby! Wow, here we go! Yeah. <laughs> Greetings from the king-size queens. Hi. I'm Paul Jafrida.
1: I'm John Hanson. This is the
0: Queens of the Court podcast. And if you've been with us so far this season, you know that the season is over. What a short season.
1: Quick. So fast. In and out.
0: 22 games in like a month and a half in the the wobble. The wobble. The wobble. And uh, here we are at, at playoff time. Um, yesterday, the final games were played, the makeup games. Um, I thought maybe we would start our show this week by talking a little bit about why they had to be makeup games in the first place. Cause yesterday there were three games that had to be made up, um, because a couple weeks ago, there was a day where the WNBA decided not to play, um, along with, uh, the NBA and, uh, tennis and a lot of other athletes.
1: Yeah, was that the day after our last podcast? I think it was. It may have been. It was like the next day. Yeah. Everything happened where, you know, it got got real heavy for all the players again. Yeah. Real fast. This was in the light
0: of the Jacob Blake shooting. Yes. So, um, we thought we would want to start our show today by talking a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, we really haven't said anything about it so far on this podcast uh, this season. And we really are doing a disservice there by not doing that because as much as we wanted to keep it all about basketball and, and maintain the focus on, like, getting excited about women's basketball the truth is that that they right now are playing this season, you know, you know with social justice and social reform on their minds. And as fans of the league and of these players and of what they're trying to accomplish, it seems only fitting that we address it. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, this this movement that's been going on and kind of like the responses that we've heard on multiple sides. You know, we've been, we've heard so many different perspectives from what we do and how we live our lives. And it's been uh, a conversation that clearly needed to happen and needs to continue to go on as we really fight for reform.
1: Yeah, I mean, you saw how how big of an impact all this is taking on everybody and it, it matters to everyone it doesn't matter to just these athletes or anything like that they they have the light on them so they're this group of athletes is being one of the best groups of athletes ever you could tell just by how much it means to all of them yeah, they've really
0: been, the WNBA has really led the way in terms of really trying to use their voices to enact change totally. you know, and and to make sure that the issues that are important are being heard. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to what's been going on in the U.S. for the past few months, there's been um, some really unfortunate, uh, really ugly incidents of uh, violence, police brutality against the African-American community and uh you know, the message that that's out there is, you know, I can't breathe. You know, it's it's this this experience of, you know, black Americans that they are looked at, whether it's actively or passively, as lesser than the the, the majority, which is white, right? White in, in America is, is the majority of, yep. of the race. And black is our, you know, prime minority. And the whole experience is that they're not treated equally. They're not looked at equally, but particularly when it comes to issues of, you know, fear, crime, punishment, you know, police brutality. That's where it really, it really kind of stings the most. And it comes from the whole idea behind the Black Lives Movement is to try to shine light on the systemic racism in our culture that's not necessarily the active racism that we had, you know, 50 years ago when the civil rights movement was happening, where it was like black people can't, you you know, sit on the bus or they can't, you know, go to the same schools. It, it's not that, but it's the same system that's been in place since slavery that is continuing to kind of create this inequity between the way you know black people and white people are viewed and treated in our culture and that's really what this is about is trying to you know get to a point where everyone is treated the same but more importantly where everyone is just looked at the same or where the, where the inherent racism doesn't rear its ugly head right because like, there's probably plenty of these cops would be like, I'm not racist. I have lots of black friends and you know this and that and the other I thing. I have
1: black colleagues. But
0: what it comes down to is if you see a black person and you have a different instinctual reaction than you do when you see a white person, that's the kind of racism that we're trying to fight against. And it's important to acknowledge it, that it's there. It's important to say that it's not right and that it's not fair. And then it's important to try to do something about it. So that's what this whole thing is about, is trying to bring awareness to that I think there are a lot of people out there in our country that don't think of themselves or consider themselves racist. They think that they're on the right side of things. They think that perhaps things are fixed from the mistakes of the past and that we don't have these issues anymore in our culture. Which is crazy. And and, and that, But those are the people that we want to try to educate, right? So that they understand why this is happening. That it's not just a bunch of angry people that want to loot stores. That this is about wanting to to create a world or a culture where nobody is unfairly treated or judged or prejudged based on the color of their skin,
1: yeah, and I mean that's how that's how we were almost like brought up to and led to believe like that everything was fixed, everything was fixed right totally. i mean that's like the impression everybody gave me when I was young. Right. You know, you had this like I you don't see color, you don't see this, you don't see that. Everything's all good, right? So that's where I lived, you know, that's where I thought my brain was. Um and then you get a little older and you see it's not that. And then like we're talking I'm thirty, we're talking like I'm in high school and I'm eighteen and like literally in my school there was a race war mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was like a, a thing it would made like the, the local newspaper and everything because it was so intense that's crazy what happened crazy uh it was like we have some you know hillbilly like really dumb kids in our in my high school from where i'm from white kids I white kids mean. of course um and they would fly the confederate flag on their cars Like through the parking lots and stuff and like, you know, we didn't have the biggest black community and African American community and things like that. We didn't have that, but we had, it was a growing, you know, a a growing area or our town wasn't huge, but Mm -hmm. it kept on growing. So like, of course there's going to be more people from other races and nationalities and, you know, sexes and backgrounds and things like that. So like. Yes, of course these things happen. We live in New Jersey. It's not we live right by New York. It's not too. It's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. So
0: when, imagine how terrifying that must be if you're a black student, totally surrounded by mostly white kids, and then there's a bunch of kids flying the Confederate flag on their on their on their
1: car. Totally, and you're, just, you're scared. And like, right? and like the thing is, when it happened, I was a senior in high school, and. It was another. It was other seniors in high school, right? So I, I, we play on the basketball team. Me and my friends, we have, you know, black teammates and things like that. And they're like, "Yo, what up? What up with your people?" And we're like, "They're not our people, man. Like these people are just crazy. Mm. Like I understand. Like we're we're white, and like, you know, we want to be with you. Like I don't see color like how some people do, and like." It, it sucked. It sucked to watch. Like, you you had you sat there and you were like, what can I do to help, right? You wanted to, like, speak out against these kids and, like, do whatever you could. Because, yeah. like, it was a real thing. And, like, my teammates were awesome, right? You know, like, I love those kids. Like, it, I would never want them to feel like they couldn't walk the halls in our school because of the color of skin they had. And it yeah. felt like that for them. And, yeah. And this is 2008? Yeah, and like, 2020, you know, like it's still just as bad, if not worse, than ever before. And yeah. you could see the direction it's it was going with who our president is, and like how it's like reared its ugly head even more. Yeah. Like they felt like almost they have a safe space to speak out, mm-hmm. and like because it's like, hey, look, there's other people being racist. I could do it too. Like. It's not a big deal. Like, I'm just believing what I believe in. And you're like, this is fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the way that, like, kind of, like, Trump has, like, kind of, like, given a voice to, like, the fear and hatred in, yeah. like, in in our country has been, on one hand, it's been unfortunate, but on the other hand, it's it's part of the reason why these things are happening now because it's more it's more you know obvious it's more clear that these issues are still serious issues in our culture that we need to address and it's allowing us to address them more and it's great that athletes are stepping up and using their voice and doing what they can to help educate people you know to push people to just vote simply you know to like to use your voice use what power you have to try to you know change the world for the better and and i think that's that's what it's about right like you know you don't hear them saying look you have to vote for for biden in this election they're just saying make sure your voice is heard right we're not always always going to agree on everything. And and that's okay. That's part of, you know, politics is disagreement. But we're at a a point kind of culturally and and the truth is like, I, you know, I am excited to see where we can go from here. I'm excited to see change. I'm excited to see, you know, police reform. I'm excited totally, to see totally. these things happen. And and it's not going to change systemic racism, right? I mean like no. It's gonna take longer. We have further to go before we get there because we grew up with the message of everything's okay now. Yeah. Everything's okay now. And and you might have advantages because you grew up in a white affluent community, but everyone else can still get to the same place you can get to. That was the message. Yeah. And like that's not the case, you no. know? And so anyway, sorry. We we could talk about this for hours. Totally.
1: I, I I'm I'm happy In a way, though, that the generation that's coming up. You could tell how much like all this stuff bothers them and means to them, the younger kids and um, how they're like not for it. And it's just not a part of who they are as people. Um, That's more amazing to see. um, But to see that it's still here in 2020. It's just crazy to see how intense it is right now is crazy. And it's like, you just keep on, you keep on hoping that like these athletes and like every, everybody that's out there pushing for this stuff, it does keep, continuing to make a difference because it is making a difference
0: yeah i mean i think i think probably the most important thing that it's doing is just, it's just making people have the conversation you know and something that everyone should be doing is kind of self-examining and like taking a look and trying to understand the experience of the other and then trying to understand how the way you live your life and or, or not impacts that experience for you know people that might be in that minority you know, and then just trying to like start to examine that and become self aware and then, you know, and, and from that place of self awareness, maybe you can make changes in the way you behave, in the in the way you perceive things so that it can be different totally, totally. As, as things go, go along. Yeah. So. We certainly want we want to encourage and support athletes that want to use their voice. We know there's a lot of people out there that think that athletes should quote unquote stay in their lane and not get involved in politics. But we live in a digital an age of digital information where these these athletes have so much influence and and it would be a shame for them not to use that influence to try to make the world a better place. So totally. The 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 folks who were booing at the Kansas City, you know, Chiefs game when they had the moment of unity, you know, if, for however many people that may have been there, if they want to say we just were booing because we want to keep politics out of sports, if you don't see that that is also part of the issue, then what you're trying, you know, there's kind of like this you should be seen and not heard message that goes along with that and and like that's not how we're trying to live so no let's be real these
1: athletes have more power than most politicians most people in the world so like money plays right so to think that athletes nowadays that their voice doesn't matter it's crazy it's those crazy. those people are crazy. The ones that are saying that they should stay in their lane or they don't know what they're talking about, or it's crazy. They're the ones that have the money to affect change. Yeah. It quickly. I'm not saying other people not only the money, need money, but the influence. Uh, how many exactly? Fans and, they and, have. and I'm not saying you need money to affect change and like have that, but they're the ones that can do both. Yeah. They have a quick outlet to millions of people that will look at what they have to say millions they can post an instagram story and everybody will go look at it but when it comes to you know me and you we have this podcast so we'll do our little job of what we can do to yeah we're gonna uh, do everything we can you know
0: talking on this podcast is one of the things that we can do to help further the movement
1: that's what we'll do sure yeah Um, Like like i said this is our little platform we spoke on it for 20 minutes you know it's little but but if you're at
0: home listening to this and there's tension in your household or amongst your friends, try to have the conversation. Try to talk about it. Tr- you know, try to ha- keep it open, keep it you know informational, and and just yeah, try it doesn't to try need to, to be a fight. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a fight. It can just be a discussion. You, yeah. know, you just want everyone to kind of understand each other's points.
1: Yeah, just talk it out. Anyway, why don't we get back to some women's basketball? Woo! Um, playoffs.
0: Playoff basketball is upon us. Um.
1: We haven't been around for a week and a half, right? Like
0: a week yeah, and it's a half. been like a week and a half. Like, whatever. Okay, we'll so
1: in the last week, crazy stuff. Dallas was close to a playoff spot. Let's talk about the last in real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Mystics get in with the last game of the season yeah. yesterday. It was it was a great game. Great, great season for them. I mean, in the sense that they were missing – Five starters, basically. <laughs> yeah, they're missing a bunch of players. You know, playoffs. like, they were missing a ton of players. For them to still make the playoffs after having, like, such a rough stretch at a point, it's amazing. So, big yeah. ups on them. Congrats. Sad for Dallas.
0: And for Atlanta. I mean, it was like a three-way tie. It was like, like Atlanta, Dallas, and... and Yeah, but go. But after Dallas... Were won, all in that race.
1: After Dallas won yesterday, uh, they had a chance to actually get in right um atlanta wouldn't have got in but they sure as hell played hard enough to almost make it make it that dallas rookie team into the playoffs
0: yeah i mean these are all very young teams you know i mean the mystics maybe when they're at full strength aren't the youngest team with donatina charles back on the floor yeah but this year very young i mean Maisha heinz allen cloud what a crazy year Maisha heinz allen had you know, Ariel Atkins still like second, third year in the, in the league, still like kind of emerging as the star for them. Um, it was exciting. You know, the top seven spots have been locked in for like a few a few days, for like a week, basically. Yeah, about a it week. It was just who's gonna get that last spot. And yeah, Dallas was close. You know, Ogbonnwole, what a season! You know, again, scoring leader, just scoring leader, putting up amazing numbers. Crazy. I saw a thing today that was like she's like one of three players to average like the points, assists, and rebounds that she did this season, along with Cynthia Cooper and Diana Taurasi. Once upon a time, so like, like great comp- company to be in, you know. Like that's um, that's
1: crazy company. What yeah. she did this year and what she's that getting more what efficient. What that team did. Is showing what it could be in a few years. Yeah. I mean, I was like, super impressed with Sabaly.
0: I thought she had not an amazing only Soboli,
1: not Marina Mabry. You have, you have a Rike that's scoring title. Like Bella Ari looked good at times. Yeah. Um, Katie Lou looked really good at times. Like Ty Harris. They have people. They have a lot of amazing pieces. They do. They're so young. They got another top four draft pick next year. Mm-hmm. Could be another big playmaker. You know that team's going to be deadly in a few years.
0: Yeah, they're going to be a fun team to watch for sure. I mean, they almost had it this year to get to the playoffs, but I think firmly I would believe that they'll be there next year. Yeah. Um. But uh, congratulations to the Mystics on locking up that eighth, that eighth spot. You now get a date with the Phoenix Mercury, who've been just like. Awesome. a different team just like a totally yeah. different team i mean like, skylar diggins has emerged and been like her old self yeah. has been amazing Tarazi's had a great year she's another
1: uh like it, she got a second wind on her career yeah. it looked like right you know like if she went out t- for two more years and did the same thing i wouldn't be surprised yeah because I mean, she didn't look bad at all totally like there was never a minute where i was like oh she's old no. i was like you know the she balls she was <laughs> like, great she's amazing the goat
0: brianna turner emerged as this incredibly important rebounder and rim protector for them which was you know somewhat surprising it's
1: almost sad it happened when it did for how late in the season it did for how much she's emerged because mm-hmm. if you take it back to the beginning of the year and if she would have gotten to play as much as she's played i would easily have said she was the most improved player of the year
0: Except, like, how, how does anyone win that award other than my? Uh, yeah, that's out? what
1: I'm saying. Like, like the year she, she had she would have been in, year. but I'm saying she would have <laughs> like, been in the conversation based on her 20 rebound games, her totally. block numbers that she's been putting totally. up, her defense that she's been playing, everything that she does for that team. She's a difference maker and she's so solid all around. Mm-hmm. So, like, I gotta give big ups to her, but yeah, Minisha Allen has got she, that got that shit on lock. <laughs> totally, totally locked Crazy. If
0: anyone else wins it other than her, it'll be like just a complete yeah. farce. Like yeah. this girl, like went from like zero to hero. Like, she literally.
1: She's basically she basically did what Natasha Howard did last year. Yeah, she went uh, from-
0: bigger than that. Bigger than that. Okay. Way, way bigger than that. I mean we're talking about a player who barely got minutes last yeah, year. I mean she was And now on, she's she, the superstar on that team. I know, but she was
1: <laughs> on a team where there was superstars in every position that aren't there right now. That's
0: fine. I'm just saying like like the transition from where she was to where she is this year does not happen often. No. <laughs> um so props to her. Uh so so that'll be an interesting match between Phoenix and and the it'll Miss be Six. an amazing match. Um there's going to be a lot of talent on, on display. We mentioned a couple of them. Skylar Diggins-Smith, Diana Taurasi, Browna Turner. Shatori Walker-Kimbrough has like emerged as like a player that can really give them meaningful minutes since Bria Hartley went down with an injury. We know Griner's not going to be there. They have a bunch of injuries on this team, but they still have a lot of talent out there. And uh, they're definitely going to give the Mystics a run for their money. Um, Mystics, you know, uh, they they've just got magic, you know? I feel like that's, that's the, the, the story with them, is that they've got a little bit of magic between Maisha Hines-Allen and, and Emma Miesemann and Ariel Atkins, and um, they're a dangerous team, you know even though they're not a full strength as well. There's a lot of injuries out there, so it's going to be a great one-game series. I love the playoff format. For those of you, let's just quickly cover that. For those who don't know how the playoffs work, top eight teams make it into the playoffs. And then the bottom four of those teams play each other in a one-game playoff. So the fifth seed and the eighth seed, which are the Mystics and the Mercury. And then wow. the sixth seed and the seventh seed, oh my which God. are the sun and the sky. Yes. They all play each other in one-game playoffs. The winners of those games get a one-game playoff against the three and four seeds. And then the winner of those games playing a best of five against the top two seeds in the semifinals and then a best of five in the winners
1: finals it's a crazy playoff
0: i yeah. kind of love it though like, oh, like if I you're mean, not a top two team you're you're in a one game playoff oh, i and mean, that's crazy
1: i, I love one game playoffs because it's just march the most, Madness. it's, it's the most awesome. exciting right yeah but Crazy. And, crazy and normally the season's a lot longer so it's like you almost kind of feel bad but like even for like the wobble it's perfect like it's the best thing in the world mm-hmm. totally
0: um let's talk about the other one game playoff that's coming up with the sun and the sky yeah
1: exciting games too it's um, gonna be really
0: interesting the sky have kind of been like on the downslide, a little big bit you know they were really hot in the beginning of the season and then they kind of like have let it slip a little bit you know in, in the later half of the season i
1: mean they had two people leave the bubble. They had, but they still the have they still
0: have a ton of talent out on the floor right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean uh, without a doubt. Kalea Copper has emerged as like a star for them when they needed it. You know, we got Quigley and VanderSloot doing their things. Totally. You know, Quigley's the all time leading scorer on the sky now. You know, Salute, you know, had set the WNBA record for, you know, assists in a game. Um, they're doing their thing, right? Hebird has been has been has been a good a good piece for them um as a rookie so they're a solid team you know they oh, definitely yeah. have a lot of weapons but they gotta figure out how to maintain it for four quarters because that's what's been happening to them is they'll, they'll get a lead and then they'll just fall apart and the Sun, who've been on the opposite side of that they had a rough the start way to the opposite season. side rough start to the season wasn't sure how they were going to piece it together and then they've been figuring it out you know, between you know Bonner and Alyssa Thomas and Jasmine Thomas, and you know the Sky have always been a team that did that do it by committee. You know, they haven't yeah. been a team that relies on one star, and I think that's how they've figured out you know the formula for their success. Brianna Jones has been really big this year. This has been an emergent year for her, um, and they, unlike a lot of other teams, aren't as injured. You know, most of their players are available. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the ones that are there, they're all ready to rock and roll. Um I think I think DB wins it for them. So you like the sun beating the sky in yeah. this game.
0: I like it. I am just I'm sc- going to take the sky.
1: I I going into the year I wouldn't ever even question taking the sky. Um especially with how Connecticut is made up as a team. Yeah, how many changes they had. Yeah. Um but I think Bonner's playing very, very well right now. Um, no doubt. That team has a, a new, it seems like they have a new life the last like week and a half, two weeks. Um, so I really do think that the difference between the two of them momentum-wise and Bonner herself like, will push them way over the edge in this game. I even think a blowout could happen. All right, so you which, got the which kind of sucks because it, in the beginning of the year I was thinking Chicago could have been my dark horse championship team, mm. and it's all falling apart. Mm. You know, so like, yeah, we'll we'll go there. What about you?
0: All right, you got the sun. I'm gonna take the sky. I just think that they have enough, you know, dangerous pieces. They're not, uh, you know, I, I just think that they have the chemistry. They have more time together. I think they're gonna emerge victorious here. Yeah, I think they, I think they're they're better coached. Yeah. No, no offense to my boy Kurt Miller, but I think that this guy is better coached. So I don't know. I think uh, I'm going with this guy. What about the Mystics? The Phen- Mystics Mercury, who you got winning that one? Oh, Mercury. Um, you feel I th- very confident about that?
1: Uh yeah that that team, how they've been playing. Tarazzi and Skyler are gonna you know push them over the edge. I really do think that. Washington's size isn't a problem for even without Griner, isn't a problem for um the Mercury. And I think Breonna Turner is gonna actually have a big game in the sense of like rebounds and blocks and things like that. Um I think the matchup's great for them and I think they end up winning big. I think two big wins. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Mystics in this game.
0: And I'll tell you why. So the Mystics this week beat the Lynx the Sparks, um, the Liberty, and the Dream. So they're on a streak. They're on like a 4-0 win streak right now, and two of those teams are the 3-4 and four seed that they just took down. I think that they're riding this momentum. I think that they're ready to go, and I think they're going to come out you know, strong and aggressive and, and dangerous. And I think that the Mercury have lost their last couple games before – Heading in, they lost to the storm, and then they also um, they also lost to the sun earlier in the week. They also beat the sun this week, but that was in overtime. So they've been just like a little bit on the edge, and they haven't played for you know a few days. It's been since Friday that they haven't played. So I wonder if they're going to be as sharp. Um, they're definitely going to be fresh, but you know, are they going to be ready for the Mystics, who just been on a, on a streak? So I'm taking Mystics. I think if anything, that's good for them. So I got Mystic Sky. Great. You got Mercury Sun.
1: Yeah. I like it. What kind of back can we do with that? Uh, I don't know. Let's figure that out off air. It's fun to figure it out on air. Except that we were already like
0: 45 minutes into the show. No way. So we got a long time to go. 28. All right.
1: (laughs) It's not that bad.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so let's look at the next round of the playoffs. Yep. So we'll take our two victors from those first two series and pin them up against the Lynx and the Sparks. So the question is, do you think that the Mercury or Mystics can take down the Lynx? And do you think that the Sun in the Sky or the Sky can take down the Sparks? Uh, Put the mic next to your mouth. uh, Yeah, we all want to hear you thinking. That's uh, that's better. That's better.
1: (laughs) So for me, um, I like the two, three, and four seeds.
0: You like the Sparks and the Lynx?
1: Yeah. um, I think the Lynx play very unselfish basketball Mm -hmm. and they are very well coached. Um, I think how they play the game is how everybody should try and play the game, you know? Um, Smart play, hard D. knock down big threes and play really solid in the middle and it's kind of hard to say that they really have like true like weaknesses
0: is there an injury update on sylvia Fowles? is she Uh, gonna be back i don't know is she gonna be able to play i don't know yeah we should we should figure that out but i I mean i feel like that's real important for them i feel like they've been good without her but she gives them you know something something extra for sure to have her on the floor. To
1: me, uh they have the Rookie of the Year on their team. In Crystal Dangerfield. Yep. And I think that that team won't make the finals, won't win the next round. But I think in the future with how that team's built, set up, I think they could easily make a finals and win a finals in the next like year or two, mm-hmm. with without a doubt. Um, Nafiz is amazing. Nafiz is amazing. It's awesome. It's awesome stuff. So I like them. But
0: Damiris Dantas was my pick for most improved player until Myisha Hines Allen had the year she had. Yeah. Um, I think she's been really incredible for them. I haven't. We haven't always mentioned her as an important piece on this team, but she yeah, really huge. is. Um, but I do think that whether or not Sylvia Fowles will be available to play in that game could be big. Um, yeah. I just, cause she just gives them such a different layer, you know, to what they can do on both ends of the floor. So, I mean, it could, it could be very big.
1: Um, I think I, the Mercury
0: could beat them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that the Mystics probably not. I feel like the links are going to, if they get a chance to go at the Mystics again, they're going to get some revenge from the loss they had earlier this week. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I'm with you though. I think the Lynx are gonna win that either way.
1: Yeah, I think they win either way. Um, and then in the other matchup,
0: Sparks Sun uh, Sun Sky.
1: I think the Sparks have um have really showed out this whole year. Yeah, they really
0: have. Um, Candace Parker's been amazing. Uh, has
1: been amazing. Chelsea Gray's been amazing again. Like the teams neck just, is necking, neck, You know, the team's real good. They're real solid. neck. Are Honestly, if there was another team outside the one and two that I think can win, it's them. The three, yeah, the three. <laughs> shocking, shocking, right? <laughs> but it's they're the only ones right now. They're the only they're the only three that I think that can win the championship. Um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if it was them in the finals against Seattle. Uh,
0: it wouldn't be them in the finals against Seattle, wouldn't it? Though, no, I thought
1: it would go two three. It one, is two four. Three.
0: Yeah, it would would go 2-3-1-4. But Las Vegas is one and Seattle is two.
1: Oh, I didn't realize. I totally spaced on how that was. So Stewie
0: and Sue Bird both sat out in the season finale against the Aces. Uh, The Aces won that, which gave them an even record and the head-to-head over the Storm. So Las Vegas gets the one seed. So Vegas will be in a presumed five-game series against the Lynx or Mercury or Mystics. And the Storm will be in a five-game series against the Sparks or Sun or Sky. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I still don't think anyone can beat the Storm. <laughs> no. Like, like if, uh, I mean, if Stewie and Sue Bird aren't playing, then sure, they can be beat. But if Stewie's on the floor and, and Sue Bird's available, then uh, no one's going to beat the Storm in a five-game series.
1: Nope. Team's too like, deep, too. The,
0: the, the, the Aces are maybe actually a deeper team than the storm uh, with how many weapons they have and and who's available for them. But I think that the core of the storm is uh, just plays a better brand of basketball. All things considered than the
1: aces do. If Liz would have been here this year, I would have said, yes, there's a chance. No, Liz, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that Stewie's too good.
0: That's how, that's how I feel. I feel like she might not be
1: the MVP this year. But, she's
0: probably not going to win the MVP this year. Asia sh- Wilson is going to win the MVP yeah, this year. Yeah, that's where I think that's at. Um and she's had an amazing year, not to take anything away from Asia Wilson. Um she's had a fantastic year. Um I think she's uh, you know definitely benefits from the number of weapons that they have around her. Um but she still does her thing, man. And like, she does it well and she's super dangerous and really difficult to guard. Like you said.
1: So, um we're in a different day and age of how MVPs basically work. Stewie could be the MVP every year. She is like LeBron in that way. LeBron could be the MVP every year. Yep. Same thing. Um we just get the the fact of that Asia Wilson had a great year this year. It's like her turn, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean there's a little bit of that. I think it also matters that like Stewie has been out a couple games here and there. So, like, she's she's missed some time, and I think that that also hurts the chances. Yeah. But from, like, a player efficiency rating perspective, I think Stewie's, like, top still. Um, uh, but, but Las
1: Vegas, like, with how they lost Kelsey Plum and Liz before the season, yep. didn't really think that they would be in the, you know, one seed after all that. And Asia Wilson basically brought them there. So... Big up on you, Asia.
0: How about Dierica? Derrica Hamby. Totally, I mean, but Dirica she's a, she's a six definitely six, six player, player of the year, year, without a doubt. But like she's like a six man who plays six woman. I'm sorry, who plays like 35 minutes a game. <laughs> uh, she's like she she's, sits uh, for the first two minutes of the game. She's managing and then she's in the whole time.
1: <laughs> she's Manu Ginobili. She's
0: uh, I mean, she's she's amazing. She does everything for that team. Totally, but that's um, like she. You she bring her be in. A starter she's a starter.
1: She's basically a starter, but you right. bring her in because she has that energy. Yeah. She gives you a different dynamic on the floor. Yeah. She's very incredible. I mean, they they brought in swords just to start basically, so they could be like, "Yo, you're gonna come into the game." Yeah, totally. And <laughs> they're still you're gonna getting, go take her out. But. They're still
0: getting great production from their guards. That yeah. Kayla McBride, Jackie Young, even Lindsey Allen. I mean, Jackie has Young took took a step up this year for They'd sure. Like,
1: up. I I didn't. I was nervous for her that she would be. You know kind of like almost There's, the forgotten player, yeah. like get take, getting yeah, but taken she's doing number way, one overall.
0: She's doing what she's supposed to be doing, which is she's boarding, she's you know, hitting a few shots when she needs to, she's she's you know, finding like other players for assists, she's defending at
1: an elite level. So and that's she, what they need her to do. She's like you know, like a triple double light, right? You totally. know, she's never gonna like put up like 30. 30 with those numbers but if she put up 14 to like 20 points in a game Mm -hmm. and then had 10 and 10 it wouldn't surprise me yeah because she does all those other things and she's very good with the ball in her hand very secure very very smart she's just Um, gonna
0: get better as she gets older yeah totally
1: totally um and it looks like she's getting better in the league like she's Mm -hmm. you know filling out a little bit and yeah being able to cover people a little bit more aggressively
0: so vegas is super dangerous i mean all those weapons on the same team you know they can shoot even though they're probably the team that gets the least number of points from the three-point line they get most of their points in the paint or from like you know short range totally shoes. totally um but that's a great that's how they bill play and backwards, beer, that's how bill right? and beer likes to play that's, that's what how, bill wants to play right?
1: right he wants to play old piston style beat up basketball
0: and it's great because that's asia wilson's you know game so it fits perfectly totally um, so, yeah, we'll see how they do. I mean, Seattle, on the other hand, is a team that everyone on that team can shoot. Um, every player is athletic and dangerous. You know, Stewie, you know, Suber, Jordan Canada, Jewel Lloyd, from Alicia a- Clark. I mean, all these players can do everything. They can all pass. They can all shoot. They can all board. They can all defend. Totally.
1: Um, like, they're from such a-, a well-rounded team. From a matchup standpoint, I do... I really do like how Vegas matches up against them. Um Really? Yeah, I do like how they match up. Uh, I think it would be a very a very fun series. I do think at the end of it Seattle still comes out victorious, but I I do think that it's enough of a difference of a team size-wise that mm-hmm. it could create a little bit of a problem here and there for Seattle. They might have to play people that they wouldn't want to be playing bigger minutes just because of how big they are and how much they do play on the inside. So, yeah, I think it would be awesome. I think it'd be a, I think it's going to be a great series, great way to finish yeah. the season. That's Those definitely two. the series I'm expecting. I'm expecting that. Uh, and I, I really do like I really do like uh LA. Um I just don't think that they're going to beat the Storm. Yeah, not not this year. Yeah not 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 stewie and all them in the bubble like feeling fresh like super feeling fresh like i'm um, not concerned about them getting through
0: yeah no i'm with you um i think i think we're gonna see you know aces storm in the finals i think it's gonna be an awesome series i hope it goes the distance i can't wait to watch it um yeah it's gonna be super fun so uh yeah. So, w- w- what awards have we talked about? So, we've mentioned MVP. We think that the race really comes down to what we said: Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart. You know, who are some of the other front dark horse? In your
1: mind? Yeah, Enrique, but maybe she would have went to the playoffs. Maybe I, I would have said she had a shot. Hines Allen. <laughs> no, but I would say it's like you know, Stewie and Asia. Yeah, like those are the two Candace that I'm looking Parker. at. Candace, honestly, she's on my like first team this year. Yeah, I mean, like with how you know, she played.
0: People think that she's probably the front runner for defensive player of the year, which is you know what she claims to really want is that that award. I mean, um, with her
1: block numbers, rebounds, and how she played, like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised like if she did.
0: It won't surprise me if she wins that. And, you know, and she's definitely in the conversation for MVP.
1: Uh, I yeah, don't think she wins I, I, it. no, I don't think she wins it, but she had a crazy great year. After what happened to her last year. Yeah. And like, it was almost like the expectations of like w- old Candace went out the window, yeah. kind of like how people fought the same thing with Diana Trazzi. Yeah. Um, but they both proved we're fucking insane to ever to even think about these two ever going to be not them. Yeah. Like, it's it, true. They're going to go yeah. out on their own terms being them. <laughs> like, right. Like <laughs> last
0: year they had some injuries. Everyone was like, are they just old? Yeah. You know, but like, you know. They proved this year that they're not. They're nope, not done. Not that you know. It's not good.
1: them being done. No. It's kind of like how I look at like Serena Williams. You know, like Roger Federer. They can play until they want to, and then they'll be done. Like they're yeah. going to be still up there in the top.
0: And you know who else falls into that category is Angel McAtry. We didn't really talk about her when we talked about Vegas. Right? What a what a what a what an amazing weapon that they what have in Angel let to real. be real to be their second third fourth option
1: on vegas let's be real Um, with how big of a pickup that was before the year it was such an unknown the two you know it was
0: like she she i think it was an acl tear that she had um where she was out for basically the better part of two seasons um, and then she
1: was about to come back, and like Atlanta was like, no, we're not going to play. We just don't
0: know what you're going to have left. You know, you're, you're 34, 33, whatever it is. You know, is. We're not sure. And what a year she's had. I mean, and, and you know what a big part of it is? It's just that attitude, that grit that she has. That, like, I don't care how big or scary or hard I, you are.
1: I want it more than you. I really do think the situation that she went to, though, ended up just being perfect match made in heaven oh it's great like going to play for bill going to play in that system going going to a team that like needed almost like a a true veteran leadership after like kelsey and um liz liz not being there yep like it was like perfect for them yeah and it it couldn't have worked out better having like jackie and asia on the team it's like you get this like you know, this proven vet knows what she's doing, knows how to play, knows the league. Like, yeah. it, it couldn't have worked out better. What, a, what and, an she amazing. Hold, and
0: she keeps the rest of that team, like, and, accountable to, like, the, the high level of effort and desire and grit totally. that she has.
1: And, like, it shows, like, one, like, look at her story. Like, mm-hmm. she had to come back from what she came back from, and she's this again. Yeah. So, like, I think she can go. I'm pretty sure she's a free agent next year pretty sure she can go sign with any team dallas you know like it, <laughs> any team would be lucky to get her to uh, what she could bring to a team yeah i mean any team in that
0: like you know five to like 10 range right now that picks up angel mccotry 12 is even instantly I, a contender i just
1: instantly think that like what she can bring from a veteran standpoint totally and like what she's been through physically how to get players back, how to keep them mentally prepared, how to do all that stuff. Yeah. She's a star. Uh, star. Star. So. so great on her she, comeback player of the year?
0: Yeah. She I think I think I think totally comeback right? player of the year. I mean comeback player. Or Stewie. Of the year. I mean, she Stewie. Oh, how do you say none of that? I mean, I mean, look <laughs> at all of them: Picotri, Stewie, Tarazi, Candace Parker. Yeah. I, mean, I guess Candace wasn't really that. Yeah, major, she but, played. She still played um, last year. But yeah, there's a lot of options for yeah, comeback players. Yeah. yeah, I guess
1: I guess Stewie's got that one locked uh, out. Probably, but I don't know. I might be. I might
0: want, I might want to give. How the do Angel you not Pocotri. But
1: how do you not give the MVP that was out the year before? Right. Out a whole year totally and then she basically plays to an like MVP, an MVP fl- pl- pl- level yeah. like it's yeah. like how do you not totally so I mean geez so like my like it sucks like I guess Arika can only pull out she's gonna get the scoring title good for her congrats well, what else does she need like come on she's crushing I'm just trying to think like what other what About other awards? rookie of the year so the you year mentioned
0: do you think Crystal Dangerfield is the front runner
1: I to me, I think she's the winner right now. Yeah. She is the, the winner of the award. She played amazing. She played all year, basically. Um, I like Saboli. I, I, I got to say so it.
0: I feel like she was putting she up double-doubles. She out doubles. too much. She, she was out a handful of games. Uh, but she missed two different stretches. The churches. level of impact that she had when she was on the floor, and both from a scoring. Uh, I mean, when you watch her play, she does everything. She does everything for that team. She does everything well. You know, she's a year younger than all the other rookies for the most part. I think that I think that Dallas. I would even I would venture to say that Dallas lucked out that they got her at number two. So <laughs> I mean, yes, the Lynx lucked Kennedy out getting Crystal Dangerfield at sixteen or whatever she fell to. But like,
1: Kennedy eh, Carter solidly. is my is my two.
0: Kennedy Carter would have been my two, except that I feel like she kind of like faded a little bit as the season went on. Not that like her numbers weren't like weren't like still good, but I didn't see her her take any kind of steps up throughout the course of the season. I feel like she came in at a certain level, she played at that level, which was a high level, but she didn't take a step
1: and like lead that team into the playoffs or anything. Uh, so I don't know. So I thought. I thought her responsibilities after she got hurt when she came back were different because Courtney Williams Williams came back. And I think that changed what she was bringing to the table, but she still had some games where she balled out and went bonkers. And I, I don't think for the future, I don't think Courtney Williams should be on the team. I don't think it meshes well with having Kennedy Carter. I think Kennedy Carter needs to just be able to be her own freaky little self and go nuts and get a big in there with her and just let them play a two-man game and let her just go bonkers because mm-hmm. she shows she could do whatever she wants mm-hmm. all the time. She could do whatever she wants. She just needs a little bit more confidence in the league. Done. Great, great. Probably the best pick of the draft to me. Kennedy Carter. Kennedy Carter. Kennedy Carter, Satu, and Crystal Dangerfield. Right there are the three best picks right now. I think – and maybe Julie Alamond. or um, whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she had a great season for the Fever, so it's, you got to mention her. Yeah. In it. Um. I mean, those I are, those are the
1: f- winning it, but yeah. those are the four that you know. Like, if you, I, I don't know who the five would be. I guess in the sense of like who the rookie all five team would be. The all five like rookie team. Yeah, um. I don't know. But those four, whew, sign me up. I'll take any of them. Yeah. Great picks. Great great and years. Maybe Jasmine Jones. Jasmine huge, Jones
0: has had a great year for the Liberty.
1: Huge impacts by rookies this year. Huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it was that kind of year because there were a lot of players that weren't there that that, you know, sat out. because it, it allowed it, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think but I but I don't think that they're flashes in the pan. I feel like oh, they're no, gonna no, 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 no. they're gonna continue to grow and get better. So. Oh
1: yeah. I, I I think this draft class I almost thought it was like, you know, Sabrina Satu than everybody else and like kind mm-hmm. of like a throwaway draft class and I don't think that's really it yeah um I think it was deeper than I thought and mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of them are going to be big players yeah. for you and we scum. haven't
0: even seen like much out of Lauren Cox yet you know yeah. she played some minutes but it you know, hasn't really had a chance to like you know shine so totally we'll totally that goes next year but uh yeah I think uh I think you're right I think Crystal Dangerfield wins it but I, uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with what I saw from Sobley this year. I didn't think she was going to be that good that quick.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so I, I had no question of how good she was going to be, and I think her and Arika can be something special. Totally. Um, totally. They could be really deadly together for years to come. So that's going to be fun. But what other awards are out there? Coach of the Year.
0: Cheryl Reeve. I don't know how anyone else gets it. I feel like that, that, like the work that she does with that team every year, regardless of who's there and who's not, is amazing to me. And I think that she deserves it again this year. I just think she's such a star. She's the coach of the list. Honestly, just so you know. <laughs>
1: honestly, I think Bill could.
0: Bill Laimbeer, yeah. That's I mean they're like, the number 1 team so like you know you're no, not saying No, I'm, I'm not saying I'm no, saying it from like, the
1: point of like I I honestly didn't expect them to be the one seed after them losing those two players in the beginning of the year. Oh, didn't really expect like I knew they were deep enough with like I
0: expected them to be in the top couple. I feel like there's so much talent on that team. I I I don't even I don't I know. I don't think there's any way it Okay, okay. Um but maybe who knows?
1: You know the bottom, bottom four. No, I guess Angler could have gotten it with the wings if they made the playoffs. Cheryl Reeve, man. Yeah, I think it has to be her. She's she's just so. Good. It, I I'm like I'm trying to like think of other like totally. possibilities of who it could be, and it's like, yeah, it seems like the obvious choice for this year, yeah. especially for me, it is. You know, so. I think that pretty
0: much covers the awards, and I feel like we've probably gone way longer than our normal podcast time, so we should probably think about wrapping it up. 50
1: minutes. 50 minutes. That's not too, too bad. Um, We've done longer shows. We're
0: super excited about the playoffs. The playoffs are starting um, tomorrow. So, tune in. They're going to be televised. Yes. You know, check out uh, CBS Sports Network, ESPN. Just do the rounds of where all these games are being um,
1: Most of them are going to be on ESPN. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. ESPN so 2. ESPN 2 tomorrow. ABC. 7 p.m. Ni- and 9 p.m. Eastern time yeah. on ESPN 2. Check out first round of the playoffs. Um, support these women. Support Black Lives Matter. You know, You know. get on the right side of history. You know? Yes. And uh And... Yeah. We're the king size queens. I'm Paul Jafrida.
1: I'm John Hanson. This has been the Queens of the Court <laughs> podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: We will get back to you next week before the finals kicks off. Yeah. And uh, with all new analysis and hype. So, bye. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> bye.